Welcome to it. This is SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown. Good evening to you. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll chat to Bufana Bufana legend Helm Kalele, head of tonight's clash against Swaziland. And we'll talk about some of the inclusions in that squad. We'll also chat to the president of Sporting Lisbon tonight, who's in South Africa. They're launching yet another academy, this time in Rustenburg. We'll find out more about that. And we'll also chat some ladies' golf. The bonus prize pool in the Investec Chase, oh, Chase to the Investec Cup has been increased to 1 million rand for 2016. We'll chat to CEO of the WPGA, Barbara Pastana, before 7 o'clock this evening. Start with that news. Bafana Bafana coach Sheikh Mushab has included four debutants in his team for the international friendly this evening. Mushab will use tonight's friendly to prepare for the tougher clash, which comes up on Sunday at the Mbombela Stadium against Nigeria. The coach says tonight's match will pose different challenges to the weekend's encounter. The approach of the game, the two teams, if you look at them, they they, they different in in a lot of aspects. The Nigeria, very strong, physical, aggressive, and we will look at from graduating from this uh, the Swaziland match into the Nigerian game and see how the uh, minds of our players uh, react to that. The four players who will make their debut are defenders Tepelo Morena of Bloom Celtic and Daniel Cardoso of Free State Stars, midfielder Cole Alexander of Polokwane City and striker Tabo Manyame uh, of the University of Pretoria. In goals, Mashaba will start with Itumalen Kune who makes a return to national duty after a long absence. Brilliant Kuzwayo, Tuso Pala and Opa Manyisa were not considered for the clash. The coach is looking forward to seeing how the team handles this evening's match. You know the, the problem with players... They tend to look at the opposition. Ah, it's an easy team. This we will see, and you get shocked when they, 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 they hold you, draw, or they beat you. This we want to test our players' minds, players' uh, thinking against uh, Swaziland. Tulani Slaswaya will captain the team this evening. Kickoff is at 7. Liverpool defender Martin Skirtle will serve a three-match ban after an independent football association disciplinary panel rejected his appeal against a violent conduct charge. The Slovakian stood on David De Gea in the last seconds of Liverpool's 2-1 home defeat by Manchester United at Anfield on Sunday. Officials from Spain's 42 professional soccer clubs are due to meet in Barcelona today whether to strike in a bid to force the government to pass a law mandating collective bargaining for TV rights. Many of the La Liga clubs are hopeful a collective deal would enable them to demand more cash from broadcasters, which would then be shared out more equitably to create a more level playing field. Media coverage in New Zealand today was dominated by the Kiwis' dramatic four-wicket win over South Africa in the semi-final of the 2015 Cricket World Cup at Eden Park yesterday. The Black Caps travel to Melbourne today to begin preparations for Sunday's final. Samantha Mari is in Auckland and filed this report. It was a relatively quiet day in Auckland, with most people going about their usual business, but the underlying feeling of excitement was palpable. Some fans would have still been recovering from celebrating late into the night following New Zealand's passage to the final. For most fans, though, the reality is still sinking in. The Kiwis had their own chokers tad to shake off. The New Zealand squad got a standing ovation at the airport today before their flight to Melbourne for the finale at the MCG this Sunday. It was an unprecedented gesture for the Kiwis, who are still overwhelmed by the support of their countrymen. They are eagerly waiting the results of Thursday's second semi-final between Australia and India in Sydney. A few protest players floated about the city, no doubt still licking their wounds 
and eagerly awaiting their journey home. I'm Samantha Murray for SABC News in Auckland, New Zealand. In other cricket news, Kevin Peterson took another step closer to a possible return for England by signing for Surrey today. The signing gives the England's, uh, or England's most controversial player two months in English county cricket to impress selectors before the Ashes series. The South African-born uh, player is seeking uh, a way back into the England setup after being ditched following last year's Ashes whitewash in Australia and uh, the team could then build a new ethos and philosophy. In rugby news, Cheetah's flank Opa Mahodje is on his way home after he picked up a groin injury during Saturday's Super Rugby match against the Crusaders. The Springbok loose forwards expected to be out of action for 8 to 12 weeks. Tini Berger will join the team in Australia as a replacement for Mahodje. Meanwhile, Mark Adronsky's made 8 changes, including 2 positional to their starting 15 for this weekend's Super Rugby clash against the Chiefs in Hamilton, with Vili LaRue and Kuni Westhazen being rest according to the Saru agreement regarding Springbok players. And finally, United States Ryder Cup captain Davis Love III says Tiger Woods is confident of qualifying for the 2016 team. Woods ruled himself out of contention for last year's match at Glen Eagles, taking a break from golf due to injury. The 39-year-old, who's now ranked 96th in the world, has started only two events this year and is on another break to regain form. SAFM Sports Wrap this is SAFM Sports Wrap. Not long to go now before kick-off in that clash between Bafana Bafana and Swaziland. The first of two international friendlies this week. And joining us now is Bafana legend, Helman Kalele. Helman, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to chat again. Uh, exciting to have international football on our radars once again. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for inviting me. And good evening to your listeners as well. Helman, the coach has made four changes, four, oh, say four changes, four debutants included in this evening's uh, side. We can't read too much into this clash uh, against Swaziland, but it's a great opportunity for, for Sheikhs to have a look at some of the youngsters in his squad. No, that's true. It is quite a, an interesting game, especially as you have said that, you know, it's good for the youngsters. You know, especially at this present moment, it's nice to put them in a, in a, in a so-called you know, a lighter game, you know, where they will be experiencing lots of pressure in terms of the demands that they have to, 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 to meet, you know, in, in, if they play in a more tougher game. So this time around, I think it, it, it will be much more better for these younger players. But at the same time, as we all know that, you know, playing for Bafana Bafana is going to be a challenge because each and every team that Bafana Bafana faces they will always want to, to, to beat them, and more especially our neighbours, you know, Swaziland. Uh, they will want to make sure that they, they, they do well against Wafana Wafana. So it's going to be an interesting game. Itumalan Kune back in the starting 11 tonight. He's been uh, out for, for a while now. Good good to see the, the Kaiser Chiefs number one back in, in the Bafana setup, Helman. Yeah, he, he, it's good for his confidence. Uh, we all, as since we all know that he has been out for quite a very long time and he hasn't played, uh, much or more of the competitive games. So these games will also give him a platform to regain his confidence. But at the same time, his leadership skills will also come handy for these younger boys that will be on the pitch because we all know that Kune has been the pillar of, of, of of Bafana Bafana in terms of leading them, you know, giving the young players the support, you know, uplifting their confidence as well as working on the team spirit. 
Yeah, I think personally it's good for him and, and the nation as, and the players as well. Helman, looking at uh, the coaches' 30-man squad, although a few of the players haven't come down, a guy like Dean Furman's uh, still involved with club duties in, in the UK, but leading into the, the recent AFCON, the coach took a, a lot of flack with regards to leaving someone like Tulani Serrero out of, of the squad, and, and uh, it, he made no bones about the fact that he, he only wanted players who were committed to Bafana Bafana and, and would put country ahead of club. He's he's pulled them back in. Do you, do you think it's it's a bit of humble pie that the coach has indeed always, or do you feel it's pressure from outside that that's uh, sort of said to him, hey coach, these guys are really good. They should be in the squad. You know, like personally, I don't think it's it's an issue of 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 being the coach getting pressure from the outside, especially from the media. You know, where people will be questioning all all his decisions that he made uh, against those players. Like for me, as a coach. Uh, these are the situations whereby a, a coach needs to adapt in this situation, I think. You know, because when we look at, when we look at the issue, and more especially of Tulan Ferrero, it was more of a issue of behavioral issues. You know, uh, since it isn't behavioral issues, so uh, as a coach, you know that uh, it is one of your responsibility to go out and reach out to the player, and, and you don't take things personally you address the behavioral issues. Once the player shows some, some some changes in terms of his behavior, then as a coach you have to welcome him. So in this regard, I don't think that the coach Sheikh Mashaba was being forced to, to, to bring the player because he had to deal with the behavioral issues and help young men to, 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 to respond in a manner that is expected of each and every member of the team. I think we will also remember that um, uh, the same player had a problem with with with, with, with coach uh, Gordon Egerson, and it was also the behavioral issues. So these are the issues that can be resolved. That I think that the coach is trying to resolve uh, at this present moment. How am looking ahead to to the weekend though. I mean, Swaziland, we should overcome our, our neighbours, but uh, Sunday we've got a, a much bigger encounter. Nigeria, we've got a bit of a score to settle. We were the ones who who knocked them out of the, the Afcon qualifiers. They're going to come here and, and they want revenge. Yeah, I think this game between um, us and the Nigerians, it will be the nature of pride, you know, and our pride will be at stake and as well as they are as well. So it will be a very competitive game. But at the same time, we are expecting that the coach now will also by then try to put a balanced team, a balanced team in a sense that more of the experienced players that he has rested will come in handy because we need to make sure that we still need to beat the Nigerians. Yes, we, I mean, we knock them out of the competition, but we still have to beat them because we, we've been struggling even during our our playing days and the national team before, you know, struggled to beat the Nigerians. So we still need to beat them again more consistently this time around to make sure that uh, our 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 good run during the qualification it wasn't just a fluke. So this game, I'm just anticipating a, a, a high intensive and a well organized, highly motivated game. Um, Kalele, thank you so much for joining us here on SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Enjoy tonight's game and we look forward to, to chatting again soon. Thank you so much.
SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And what started out in Rustenburg seven years ago by two soccer moms to afford their kids the opportunity to play soccer with their friends at the Rustenburg Portuguese clubs evolved into a magnificent opportunity to be part of Sporting Lisbon from Portugal. And uh, we join now by the president of Sporting Soccer Clubs in Lisbon uh, in Portugal, Bruno Carvalho. Bruno, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for, for your time this evening and welcome to South Africa. Thank you very much. It is my pleasure to to be able to speak to all your listeners and, and everybody that loves and it's a lover of soccer. It's very, very glad for us and, and it is an honor. Bruno, it's an exciting opportunity from a South African perspective, but also from a, a Sporting Lisbon perspective to, to identify possible talent. I mean, obviously we're trying to grow development here in South Africa, but Sporting is, is obviously looking and keeping an eye out on, on the future of, of what's happening in Portugal, and, and you'd love to find some young talent that you could possibly take over to Europe. Yes, of course. This is Everything is good when it's good to, to the both sides. Uh, our academies, and this is this is one of our academies, there is a, a straight connection to the to the mother house, it is Sporting Club of Portugal. So we want two things. Um, one it is to help to develop what is the, the soccer in, in South Africa, and second, to, to see the best and to, to enjoy the development and using them in the future in our teams, of course. So it is both sides. We want to, to help to develop and then the best to come and play in Sporting, of course. Bruno, I was, I was doing a bit of reading up before chatting to you this evening, and, and so I see one of the goals is to have one of these academies in, in all the major centres in South Africa. This is obviously the first step uh, in, into the country. Uh, do, do you really see that happening? Is that the ultimate plan, is to, is to have many of these academies in South Africa? Yes. Uh, the first thing, very important, it is at the Academy of Sporting, as you know, we, we make the, the, the best players in the world, the Figo, Ronaldo, so the excellency of our work is very important to us. So this is a medium-long uh, term objective. The first goal it is to establish here in Rustenburg um, a very good model of what is the sporting academy. Then we go city to city to, to develop and put more academies. But the, the main important thing to us it is the excellency of our work. So we don't work very, we don't want very quick to be all over the place. We want to be, when we are in a, in a town, to be known as the best academy of soccer. Because this is one of our, our, uh, um, main, main objectives and the thing that we are well known in the world. It is to work and to make the best. You see now Nani, we sold him to Manchester United and now come this year to Sporting and is baking the, the best uh, season of the all time. So we know how to work with young talents. We know how to work with young kids. So step by step, we want to go to each town, but every time support it in excellency. So this is our goal. I see it possible in a medium-long term. Bruno, what you've seen so far in South Africa, has it impressed you? No, I know, I know South Africa. This is not my first time. We have here Sporting Club of Johannesburg and Sporting Club of Pretoria. So we are here. Sporting is here for some decades. I'm here. This is the third time. And I love very much this, this country. And I think that, uh, um, the, the ability, the natural ability of the South Africans are very good. So 
I was impressed the first time. Now it's not things to be impressed. Now it is a reality for me. And the thing that I am, it is very, very happy and very honored to be here uh, welcoming this, this first 200 child in Sporting Academy because I think it is going to be very good for them and very good for me. So the, the, all the good impressions, it was the first time. It is an amazing country with, with a lot of opportunities and with a lot of natural talent. So for us, it is a very important step in the expansion of our name, our brand, and I hope in the future um, to put the South African soccer players uh, in the mouth of the world. It is for us very important to do that. Bruno, you, you've mentioned some big names in international football, the likes of Nani. How, how long do you think it would be before you, you have found someone of that caliber here in South Africa? Because let's be honest, as you said, this, this isn't just a marketing ploy. It's, it's here, you're here to find, yes, I, find I'm, talent. I'm going to give you, yeah, I'm going to give you um, a fact because that is some kind of rhetorology and, and, and I'm not able to do it. But I'm able to, do, to, to tell you one thing. We have our academy in Toronto, in Canada, uh, now for five years. And this year, the best player of under 12 in our uh, uh, teams, it is come from the Toronto Academy. So, uh, as you see, there is results that we can have. But for sure, it is a long term, because we need to help the players to develop their qualities, and first to go and be a part of our formation in our young uh, young team. So in Toronto, to have the best player now in the academy of one of under 12, it was four years because he came last year. So everything is everything is possible. What we need is to start work and work very hard because we need to give the basis. The natural talent is here, but we need to give the the, the basis to transform the natural talent into a very good uh, soccer player. And it is a work that we want to do. I don't know what time, but we need to believe it. Toronto believe it, and he has already a player. Let's see. But I think that in five, seven, in five six years, when he's 18, 19, he's going to be someone that people will, will remember because he's a very good talent. We need to work, not to give people... Uh, miracles, but hope, and only with work we can we can find achievements. Bruno Cavallo, the president of Sporting Soccer Clubs in Lisbon, Portugal. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Much appreciated. Enjoy the rest of uh, the stay in much. South Africa. We look forward to welcoming you back. Thank you very much. Thank you for all. SAFM Sports Wrap. South Africa's news and information leader. Time to chat some women's golf and uh, some great news as far as South African women's golf goes. We join now by the chief executive officer of the Women's PGA of South Africa, Barbara Pastana. Barbara, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for your time. And a big announcement, uh, a bumper bonus pool worth one million rands uh, for the season-ending chase to the Investec Cup for ladies has uh, been announced for the Sunshine Ladies Tour in 2016. It's a, it's a huge jump from the, the 600,000 that was in that pool this year. Great news for, for, for ladies' golf. Absolutely, Brad. Um, you know, we're very indebted to our sponsors, and obviously we're doing something right. And uh, I think, you know, interesting women's golf has now been highlighted again, and uh, I think everybody is watching uh, closely and, and enjoying what they see. 
I think you've hit the nail on the head there. You, you said you, you must be doing something right. You obviously know what you're doing. What is it that uh, women's golf in South Africa is getting uh, getting right, Barbara? Well, I think it's just, you know, it's been in the doldrums for a number of years, and uh, we've had to pay our small fees you know, gradually, and this is uh, the second year that we've done the Sunshine Ladies. So next year will be the third, third time. So um, I think it's all very exciting for women's golf and also the, the depth of players that are now starting to come through. Barbara, as a, not just the 400000 that's going to be, be added on to the bonus pool, but there's also an increase in, in the tournament prize money. From, from one hundred, it's, it's a double to 200000 That That starts, we're talking significant money now, and that's just going to do some amazing things for, for the youngsters who are playing golf, but go, you know, maybe, maybe it's not a financially viable option to, to turn pro and, and they go and pursue other interests. This, this is really going to kickstart our golf in South Africa, isn't it? Absolutely, Brad. That's exactly what we are hoping for, certainly. And, you know, over the years, it's always been a very big jump for our top players or top amateur players to make the transition to professional golf uh, without having, you know, a tour to actually hone their skills and practice and, and get the idea of what's expected. So this is wonderful news for our top amateurs and also our top professionals who will now have a platform to try and hone their skills, as I said, and uh, before they head off overseas. And, and hopefully if we, we could provide that platform, I think, um, you know, we're doing our bit. I, I had a chat to, to Leanne Pace, I think it was a week or two weeks ago, and, and one of the things that she said she's loved about uh, this year's uh, Chase the Investor Cup is it's just given her, even though the fields probably weren't the, the best sort of quality, but as far as South Africa was, it was great, but it's given her an opportunity to get that winning feeling early on in her season so that she's heading overseas with a ton of confidence, and, and I think she's going to perform really well on, on the US circuit uh, coming, coming off the back of what she's just done here in South Africa, and obviously with increased money, it's going to, it's going to attract uh, more, more international players too and, and that'll increase and, and improve the, the level of golf being played here in South Africa, Barbara? Absolutely, you know we're very indebted to our top players, Leanne Ashley, Stacey um, you know, the, 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 they've actually come back from Europe and the States to come and compete on the Sunshine Ladies Tour and you know, without them obviously we couldn't showcase it um, as well as we have been able to but yes, you know, competition never hurt anybody and I think um, you know, the timing of the event, we've, we've been very careful in trying to slot them in between the other two schedules. So we are very hopeful that we will get some more international players next year. And again, you know, it, it, it just prepares our players for what is expected when they head off overseas. As far as that timing goes, I, I, I like the idea of that. Is, is one of the reasons for that, if, if, if this was happening at exactly the same time as the big tournaments on the European tour or uh, on, on the US side of things, we would struggle because of an exchange rate uh, because of the, the rand dollar exchange rate, that yes, two hundred thousand rand in, in South African terms is, is a lot of money, but if you convert it into dollars, players can be playing for a lot more on the international stage. Absolutely, you know, but it, it works both ways because you know if the prize fund has been reduced by the exchange rate, and so on the other hand, so are the expenses. So you know, again, it's, it's an opportunity for them to come and warm up and um, you know compete against the best we have and um, at the same time helping grow our players and preparing them for the next step you know, when they go overseas. Well, you're into year two and you've seen the incredible growth, obviously, with the sponsors really backing what you're doing. Barbara, where do, where do you see this going in a year, two years, ten years from now? Well, obviously, Brad, we would, we would like to see it you know, continuing onwards and upwards. 
and we will certainly do our utmost to try and make sure that that happens. And and also, you know, it, 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 it's a number of things. We have to start producing more players, and one way of producing more players is to provide the opportunity for them to play. And I think this is where the Sunshine Lady story is so fantastic that it gives them the platform uh, to compete. And and as the field gets stronger and stronger, it's going to get more and more competitive, and it, it can only do them do them the best of good. You know, when they when they they sort of compete in in stronger fields. Absolutely. Barbara Pistana, thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Wrap. Great, great news for South African women's golf, and we look forward to watching the growth in the years to come. Thanks, Dad. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, we've spoken about it extensively tonight. Bafana Bafana in action in just a couple of minutes' time. Kickoff against Swaziland. Uh, Swaziland and Bafana coach Sheikh Mashaba must use the two upcoming internationals to redeem himself. Mashaba started well as head coach and qualified the team with a 100% record but failed dismally at the 2015 AFCON finals. Following that performance, many people, including the media, have started to ask probing questions on the coach's fitness to lead the team. Bafana take on the Swaziland national team this evening at the Bolo Stadium, and, uh, and that's ahead of the match against Nigeria this coming Sunday. Timber Shiba filed this report. When Mashaba took over the reins last year, he was castigated, particularly in the media, who called him the cheap coach. But he survived the attack and performed well in the initial stages of his tenure. However, when Bafana failed to win even a single match in Equatorial Guinea, questions were raised again whether Mashaba understands the ever-changing modern football. But Mashaba believes in what he's doing. The reason for these games is uh, trying to test the players' minds, uh, mental strength, because if you play certain teams, people start saying, ah, these are nineties, we'll beat them. And, and then from there you don't pull weight, you go now to another stronger team, you have problems now. You get that shock that uh, says you, 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 your, your judgment was wrong. Play each and every game as if it's your last game. When Bafana played in the AFCON finals, Mashaba left out the likes of Tulani Serrero and May Mahlangu after a fallout with them. However, South Africa were found to be thin on experience and were soon put out of the tournament. Mashaba has swallowed his pride and roped in some of the players who are playing their trade abroad. He wants to win both these matches, but Sunday's match is also about getting revenge for the Super Eagles. Yeah, with Nigeria, to them, it's payback time. They will never come here as sheep to slaughter. They are going to come out spitting fire. The balance of scales are very unfair in tonight's clash. Swaziland are minos and there is not even a single player playing in the APSA Premiership. Sihlangu Semnigati is ranked 163 by FIFA while Safa is ranked 55. But Bafana middle fielder called Alexander says they will not underestimate Swaziland. I don't think you can, we can underestimate Swaziland. We're just going to go out and give it our best. Um, same with Nigeria. Um, I think um, Bafana is a team that kept them out of the Afcon, so they would come for revenge or something like that. So um, it's going to be a good one against them as well. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mashaba has announced the starting 11 against Swaziland. Four players who have been called up for the first time to Bafana Bafana will be making their debut. Defenders Tapelo Morena for Bloemfontein Celtic, Daniel Cardoso for Free State Stars, and middle fielder Cole Alexandra who plays for Bulugwane City, as well as striker Tabo Mnyamane for Tax. I'm Tamashiba in Johannesburg. SAFM Sports Wrap. 
And that's just about it for SAFM Sport Trap. I uh, came across a very interesting story this morning, and it looks like it's not going to happen for uh, Morocco Swallows. Uh, Larry Cohen, he has received a call-up for the Lithuanian national team ahead of their match against England, the Euro 2016 qualifier that's due to take place at Wembley. And a uh, dream come true, apparently, for Larry Cohen. But looking at uh, sort of stories a little bit later on in the day, it looks like FIFA has gone and blocked that move. It looks like he won't be playing uh, in that. The 27-year-old Morocco Swallows man was handed that call-up earlier this year after he received a passport uh, for the country due to his great-grandparents' roots there. However, it's, uh, it looks like he's been informed that FIFA told the Lithuanian Football Association that he wasn't eligible for the national team because the news came so late they were unable to appeal that decision. So, uh, unfortunately for Larry Cohen, it doesn't look like he will be playing for Lithuania this weekend. And that's an incredible story. I love the way the Sowetans started their article saying, one week Larry Cohen is facing Bernard Park at the Dobsonville Stadium and the next week he's looking forward to a clash with England's brightest prospect, Harry Kane at the Wembley Stadium in London. It's an amazing, amazing story. And you know what? I hope they do manage to sort things out. He's a great player, and I think that call-up is well-deserved as well. So uh, that's what's happening there. But kick-off in that final, final game against Swaziland, about to get underway. And that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow with a PSL radio show, Second Jalo, with Dwayne DeLocke at 6.30 tomorrow night. I'm off for a week or so, off to Ironman South Africa this Sunday. And uh, we'll chat again in a week and a half's time. Have yourself a great evening. The talk shop is up next. But first, it's 7 o'clock in time for your news.